Welcome back to Nostalgia Entertainment System, the show about remembering things. Paul, you've dropped something. Yeah, I dropped. I, I dropped the cap <laughs> to my kombucha. <laughs> what a when I set down my phone. Mm, yep. How long have you been a kombucha guy? You've been uh, bringing those to records recently. Yeah, I. I mean, I've, I've liked kombucha since college, but I definitely have been drinking it more, especially as of late. But I like the like kind of ca- like the mild caffeine kick that I get from it, mm. and also the probiotics make my tummy feel good. Oh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice substitute for like beer because I I sometimes bring beer to these recordings, and I mean I love a good beer, but I don't need to always be drinking beer. But I like to have something. Yeah, something to something to drink mm-hmm. while we record. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I'm not much of a, a seltzer guy. Like I've kind of started enjoying them a little bit more, but. I'd rather have a kombucha. I really only like the founder seltzers. Mm. Uh, are, are they hard seltzers or regular seltzers? Hard seltzers. Oh, okay. if we're talking hard seltzers, I really only like uh, the founders ones because I think their flavor their flavors are really nice and they don't quite have that weird alcohol aftertaste that just kind of like is a little off putting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're talking just like seltzer waters, non alcoholic, uh, Spindrift is my Drink of choice. Your go-to. Mm-hmm. Those are so good. I just tried um, Aura Bora seltzers yesterday for the first time. Never heard of that. It's like a, I don't know if it's actually that much better than anything else, but it's it's more expensive. And we're selling them at, at work right now. Mm. Um, but it was okay. Um, hmm. They've got really nice labels. Oh, yeah, so that's fun. Hey, that's always a good seller. Yeah, exactly. I will not lie that I'll just buy things because the label looks nice. Sometimes I will. Depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. If it's like a label for a a turd, I won't buy it. <laughs> hmm. All right. I couldn't think of any products. <laughs> All I could think of was just a turd. <laughs> yeah. A nicely packaged turd. <laughs> I mean, I've almost bought Band-Aids because the box was nice. Oh, wait, the box, huh? Yeah, just wow. the box. Like, oh, these like this is a very nicely designed packaging for these Band-Aids that are no different from just getting, like, you know, store brand. And I was like, these are nice, and there's a slight premium because the printing on the box is nice, but I'm willing to pay that premium. I'm very curious as to what this box looked like now. Did you take a picture? Uh, no. And so I don't like think I really much. remember who made the Band-Aids. I know they were at Target. So hmm. if you see nice Band-Aids at Target, probably was that one. I don't know. Um, I recently bought some COVID rapid tests online and they are- Paul, you can get those for free now. I literally bought them like two days before that came out. <laughs> oh no. I was like, I'm going to plan ahead because they're impossible to find. So it's like, I bought some online and I was like, cool. Now I'll have four tests that I can have whenever I want. Well, now you can have four more. Exactly. I was like, Jesus Christ. And I so I did order them because it'll be good to have more. Yeah. I do have to order those. I haven't done that yet. We're also, I mean, 
It's so easy. Like you literally just go and click on the link and then <laughs> put in your if address. You autofill on your phone or computer. <laughs> it takes you less than 30 seconds. Hmm, interesting. Should I do it now? Yeah, just do it on here, honestly. And it won't even be distracting. Paul, entertain the audience while I order some free COVID tests. All right. You guys ready for this? I wonder if it'll pick up well on the microphone. I just did the armpit fart. Oh, it's the waveform is tall. <laughs> tall. Great. That's going to be. Right in your ears. You are listening to my armpit farts. Um, oh, that was just a regular burp. I'm all over the place today. I feel like I had something I was going to say, and I forgot it. Oh, no, it was the deep question I had pondered on uh, our Patreon episode, which if you would like to hear that deep question that I... Oh, God, I keep... Now I'm hiccuping. Oh. If you would like to hear that deep thought that I had with Josh, where I waxed profoundly about spermicidal lube, you can hear that conversation at patreon.com slash NES underscore pod. Did I get that right? You certainly did. Wow. If I can get it right, you can get it right. Uh, And yeah, you can listen to that among many other conversations. Certainly can. And mm-hmm. guess what? I've just ordered free at-home COVID tests. See, isn't that easy? So easy. Yeah. The most difficult part was finding the website to do it. Oh, yeah. I, I just did it when I saw, I think, oh, somebody at work texted our whole work group chat and was like, hey, here's the website. Mm, so. Yep. What I, I like, the first thing that came up was like a CNN article. It's like, okay, surely they'll link to it in the CNN article. And then like, of course, you start clicking on links and it takes you to other CNN articles. But I'm like... This looks like it would take you to the fucking place. And I had to like, anyway, I guess if you don't know what the website is and you are very interested in doing this, it's the most straightforward website you can think of. It is covidtests.gov and it will take you to a USPS site where you just input your information and at some point you will get some free at-home COVID tests. Excellent. Wonderful. Glad they're doing it. I mean, sucks for anybody who has like roommates because they gave you four per household. Nice for me. Only one mm-hmm. man. There you go. And my dog, I've only had to give her one COVID test. She hated it. So I'm not going to give her any more. Mm. She got the COVID? No, luckily it was negative. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, that's good. She was sneezing a lot. Mm, allergies? Yeah. She allergic out. to your bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't like that I kept lying to her. Mm. What? It didn't make her sneeze. Hmm. I see. We should be a quiet podcast. Yeah. Should we be like an ASMR podcast? Mm-hmm. Mm. Are you nostalgic for ASMR? I don't know how you could be. I feel like it just came out like two years ago. Something like that. Who knows? I, I don't know. Not me. Um. Anyway. Anyway, enough of that bullshit. And enough of that bullshit. I have other bullshit to talk about. Yeah. My hard drive broke. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. You mentioned it to me. I don't think you mentioned it. I don't think it was on the podcast, but uh, yeah, it fucking sucks. Still broken? Still broken. Haven't done anything about it yet. Um, I need to find a box to ship it in uh, to see how, how it'll go. I'm hoping that it will be relatively cheap. And I say relatively because... Even the cheapest is expensive. So, mm-hmm. who do you send that to? There's a place in Hamilton, luckily. Uh, There's that- a place in Hamilton where they fix your hard drive. 
I was yes. trying to go for this place in France where the naked ladies oh. dance. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? And there's a hole in the wall where the boys can see it all. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, there's a place in Hamilton. You can just send it out into a clean room, and then, then um, they'll do data recovery. Mm-hmm. So that's good that it's close by. Yeah. It's not good that I have to do it. Interesting that it's in Hamilton. I know. It's a weird place for such a very specific type of business. I mean, they service the whole country. Oh, wow. But like, Extra interesting. Yeah, but like, I, it's weird that it's in Hamilton, right? I mean, like, the Hamilton's not necessarily the place where I would think like, oh, yeah, there are very like specialized technicians that know how to extract data off of like damaged and broken hard drives. Mm-hmm. And from at least what like their website claims, it's like very, it, it seems to me very technical because they also service like non mechanical hard drives. So they, they, they'll service like solid state drives and whatever and NVMEs and everything and uh, like yes. RAID configurations. And I'm like, wow, oh, that's my. like way more complex than I would imagine any place in Montana, honestly, to do. For real. Do they even do Alienware? No, they won't touch Alienware. <laughs> is Alienware particularly fancy? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Alienware is like probably if you're if you're looking at like quote unquote like gamer or boutique computers, Alienware is like at the fucking bottom, I'd say. <laughs> okay. Even though it comes from space. Even though it comes from space. I guess it's like that uh Simpsons bit. Huh? Where uh it's the Treehouse of Horror where they're they get abducted by Kang and Kodos and they show them like, we have so many state of the art opportunities for you. And like one of them is state of the art video entertainment. And then they show them Pong. Oh, and at least they're like, that's just Pong. And then Homer and Marge are like, we used to play Pong back in high school. And then they're like, well, at least we've mastered intergalactic travel. That's true. I don't know if we need to segue just yet, but I don't I think so. Just wanted to, that is related Mm-hmm. And I, I would have brought it up anyway, even if our episode today wasn't about. I mean, there's there's the Simps- ostensibly a, a Simpsons bit for almost everything. It's true. Mm-hmm. In and how, Josh? I'm wondering if we should segue now because I feel like we're gonna have a lot to say about. I think we have topic. a lot to say. Uh, so yeah, with that, we'll take a little break here, and um, come back with yeah, the Simpsons. Fuck you. <laughs> and what? And fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I hope you realize that playing with guns is an obvious cover-up for your male inadequacies. Yeah? Well, why would anyone play with dogs? Why would anyone play with you? 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 Why would anyone play with any of you? Burger King's got The Simpsons. Come in, enjoy either delicious new mini muffins or golden fries. And for an extra $3.99, bring a Simpsons doll home. Hurry in, they won't be in town long. We're gonna make you love us. Hey, Bart, wanna trade lunches? No way, dude. I got each of the four food groups. Sandwich group, cow group, jungle group, Butterfinger group. Hey, there's no Butterfinger group. Oh, contraire, mon frere. The Butterfinger group provides the crunchy peanut butter and chocolatey taste essential for survival. I don't have the Butterfinger group. Looks like you could die of malnutrition, dude. Peanut buttery Butterfinger. It's neato. (laughs) And it's neato. Hello and welcome back. Hi. Hi. It's us. 
Paul and Josh, Paul it's and, us. Paul and Josh, it's the two of us. It's us, the gruesome twosome. Gruesome twosome. <laughs> We're so disgusting. It's fucking yeah. gross. We should call it, whenever we don't have a guest, we should call it gruesome twosome episodes. Hmm. That's a lot of typing. I don't want to do that. Well, I just meant like when we're doing it. Oh, okay. We don't have to type oh, you can anything. Do it. I won't remember. Okay. So that's on you now. Gross. Meh. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're finally, we're finally doing a Simpsons episode. Mm-hmm. One of uh, our very favorite shows. I feel like we've been putting it off for not any particularly good reason. No. I think part of it was that we wanted to also talk with someone about the Simpsons, but it's about, You want to talk about the Simpsons, but you want to talk about Homer's big caboose? I do. You want to talk about Marge's, uh, freaking tank ass? Yeah. As they would say. Marge's a pog, dude. <laughs> um... Maybe a pig. Um, oh, because she's yellow. She's yellow. She's not white. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Took me a second there. I was like, is that how you pronounce that? That doesn't make any sense. No, you got it. Great job. <laughs> um, yeah, there wasn't really particularly a good reason why we didn't do the episode. No, I think it's because it's like, at least for me, when I have like a nice like bottle of wine or like maybe like a nice stout. Like I'll be like, oh, I want to save that. Like, yeah, I don't you want wanna... you want it to be like the right occasion or the right headspace. I think part of it also was that we didn't want to just like, you know, first week when we're still figuring out how to do this podcast, we don't want to like, you know, kind of push aside that topic right away. I think that was also mm-hmm. part of it, which I think is a valid reason. But aside from that, now that we kind of have a you know feel for how to do this. There's no reason to not do it. Yeah. And it's it's one of the things we've also talked about, Josh, how you and I don't have a ton of like actual interests in common. Mm-hmm. But this is, is is in that sliver. It's in the, the sliver. Yep. That little almond in between our two circles of interest. What are the oh event diagram? I really could not remember what that was <laughs> called for a minute. Um I so Paul has I guess chosen a top five or just five you really like episodes. Is that what you? So I did. I tried to come up with my top five. Okay. But the more episodes I thought of, the more challenging it got. So I my it, this is subject to change any day. I think. Yeah. But I, these ones are still solid episodes. That oh yeah. I chose. I felt the same way. Where it's like I can't necessarily pick top episodes. So what I did was I just picked five random episodes on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think before we start getting into episode talk, I think we should kind of generally talk about The Simpsons, right? Yeah, and, and maybe talk about like how we kind of came to get mm-hmm. into them and stuff. Because I, I feel like that's a time in my life I'm actually very nostalgic about. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Like, I, I honestly can't remember when I started watching The Simpsons. I think I think my dad watched it. Mm-hmm. I can't say if he necessarily liked it or really understood a lot of the jokes in it because they are very like American centric contemporary for the most part kinds of jokes. Right. And I don't know how well your dad being from Japan, a Japanese immigrant will understand the comedic nuances of the Simpsons. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like I, I think he liked to watch it, but I think I just watched it because it was a cartoon. Right, of like course. there was no other reason for me to watch it other than hey, hey, funny uh, animated people on TV. Um, hey, hey, as Krusty the Clown would say. Hey, hey. yeah, uh, I, yeah. So I don't remember when I particularly started watching The Simpsons. All I know is that from whatever age I was, I would probably say the earliest I can remember is maybe I was like five or six years old, mm-hmm. all the way through 
I, you know, like high school, I consistently watched The Simpsons at least one hour a day because episodes were syndicated on a one hour block um, on ABC with new episodes on Fox on Sunday. So like, I don't know, for more than 10 years, I was just watching The Simpsons every single day of my life. Wow. That makes so much sense. That is very similar to how I was with The Simpsons. I uh, was not... In elementary school, I wasn't really allowed to watch The Simpsons, uh, at least not in like early elementary school. And in fourth and fifth grade, I think we could, I could have watched them, but there was not, they weren't airing anywhere in Helena. Oh, really? Not even like syndicated reruns on? Well, so I, I don't remember entirely what happened, but I feel like the Fox channel just wasn't airing in Helena for a few years. We didn't get Fox and Kalispell for a long time for some reason. And yeah. then like, Fox and ABC started coming out of like the same station or something like different mm-hmm. channels, but same station. Right. Um, I think yeah. it was the same similar thing in Helena. For some reason, we just never had Fox. And then one day we have Fox now. Yeah. But same. maybe, maybe that was the time around the time that like I started watching the Simpsons because like, because at least maybe for, maybe it's the same for you and Helena because ABC and Fox were like sister stations reruns of The Simpsons would air at like 5 p.m. on ABC. Mm. But then the new episodes would be on Sundays on Fox. See, so ours was um, kind of similar in that I, I think it probably was why the Fox like suddenly started broadcasting, but our syndication was on Fox itself. It wasn't on okay. ABC. But it was 6 o'clock from 6 to 7 every day. So I was very similar to you. Like, I... My my parents were never particularly into The Simpsons. Like any adult cartoon, I was pretty much just not allowed to mm-hmm. to watch for a long time. And then in like fifth grade, I kind of just, I started being into The Simpsons like merchandise, even though I had never really seen the show before. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I got Simpsons Life, the board game. Whoa. And Simpsons Jeopardy, also the board game, which I think I thought it was going to be like, Jeopardy, but just with like a Simpsons like skin on it. Like, so it'd ask you just random trivia. Didn't think it would be about the Simpsons. It definitely is. Like, I mean, that makes sense. It yeah. makes perfect sense. But as like a fifth grader, I was just like, I like the Simpsons. I'll get this board game, not knowing anything. And I tried to play it with all my family and nobody else had watched the Simpsons either. And it was just like, well, this isn't fun, but I still like the Simpsons. And then, yeah, I remember going to a friend's house one night and we caught... Uh, the very first episode I actually watched like all the way through was, oh, wait, 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 before that. Um, the first time I ever saw The Simpsons, I was at my grandma's house and I was flipping through channels and I accidentally watched uh, like the first part of the episode where Homer fakes his own death. Do you remember that one? Maybe. It's the one where his, it's the one where he like rediscovers his mom. Oh, okay. So yeah. in the very beginning, he fakes his own death. And I remember... Is that the one where... Uh, this is going to happen a lot where, like, to clarify, like, I'll, like, bring up a different part of hopefully the episode. Is that the one where he finds out what his middle name is? No, that's okay. a different one. Okay. Um, Also a classic, classic bit. Uh, but in this one, I vividly remember the scene where he pushes a dummy of himself over a waterfall <laughs> to get out of work. I, I remember that, yep. And it was like... At a time in my life, and this still kind of happens to me, where any sort of like cartoon violence like is very gross to me. And so mm. I think there was some like fake blood or something like that, or maybe even like real blood. And I like got like grossed out and had to like turn it off. Um, 
And I didn't watch any Simpsons again until like probably a year after that when my we watched it at my friend's house and it ended up being the very tail end of uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns. And then the next episode started and it was Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2. Wow. And so that was the very first complete episode that I ever saw. Mm. And I was like, this is great. I love this show. Apparently that was like a national phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. I, there was like was... polls in Times Square of people's votes mm-hmm. of who they thought shot Mr. Burns. Yeah. What a time to have been alive, like during like the absolute peak of The Simpsons, right? Mm-hmm. I know. I wish I could have appreciated it like when it was coming out. I know. because I was still too young at that point. That was probably what, like 97, 98? Somewhere around there. Like we, we were definitely like way too young, but we were definitely like alive during that point. Um, I don't, I'm pretty sure this shirt is no, and I, I might've said this in an episode before, but like I'm pretty, I'm hoping this shirt is somehow still at my parents' house. My dad had a Bart Simpson shirt of him on a skateboard, mm-hmm. but this was before they like really nailed down like, the like the character designs for their merchandise because Bart is wearing a blue shirt instead of a red shirt. Mm-hmm. And I feel like th- that's such a novelty to just have Bart in a blue shirt. And I want that t-shirt back. Yeah. I had it for a while and then I just stopped wearing it. And I don't know what's happened to that shirt since, but hopefully it's still around. That would be a cool shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the first episode you saw? Uh, I guess we, and we're just kind no. of assuming that everybody knows about the Simpsons. It's very culturally like it it would be strange to not know what the Simpsons is, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um especially for like at least our age group, you know, I imagine kids are just like, oh that Simpsons the Simpsons is like that fucking not good weird TV show with yellow people that my uncle likes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure that's what kids think of the Simpsons now. But people our age, I I I imagine you you have to know what the Simpsons are. Yeah. yeah. They're a global phenomenon. Truly. Uh, but sorry, you did, what, did you say you remembered your the first episode you saw? Uh, I I really don't remember the first, or even what the what could ostensibly be the first episode of the Simpsons that I watched. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't at all remember. Interesting. It would have been, my guess is that it would have been like a season two, three, or four episode. Because mm. in my head, I want to say it, it was like, kind of the older, jankier animation. I have no reason to actually believe that, but in my head, that's what I think. In your heart, it feels right. In my heart, it feels right. I think I only remember the first one I saw because uh, my friend and I obviously knew, I obviously could tell it was like going to be a two-parter, like the Who Shot Mr. Burns is like, oh, fuck, I didn't know that The Simpsons would do stuff like this. And I remember the next episode, it started as it always does with The Simpsons' name in the clouds, and then they're... Um, you know, like the whole intro credits Mm -hmm. and he was like, Oh no, you can see it's a different episode because this is the, like what's going on now. Like, and I was like, I think this is just the intro. And he's like, no, this is a whole new episode. (laughs) Cause he was one of those kids who would always be like, I know a lot about this, even though he really didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course it was the, the part two thing. So I remember feeling like kind of indicated like, yeah, I've never even seen this show before. And I knew that this was, <laughs> that was the intro. So check yourself. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which I guess, should we get into our episodes or do you want to, do you have other stuff you want to talk about? There were a couple other things I did want to ask and I'll see if I can remember them because I have them in my head and then I was listening to what you were saying and now they were gone. 
Sorry, I sucked them right out of you. You sure? I got down on my knees and I sucked them right out of you. You sure did. Um, I guess the first thing is, what? okay, do you hate Itchy and Scratchy then? No. Can you watch Itchy and Scratchy? I do. I mean, I've gotten a lot less sensitive. And I think at first Itchy and Scratchy did bother me. But I, I've seen, I mean, the first 10 seasons now, I've probably seen every episode, if not... Almost every episode, mm-hmm. multiple times. Do you? So I, it, I'm desensitized to it. Okay, but even still, like, uh, like sometimes I'll watch Family Guy and it'll gross me out. I'm like, mm. ugh, can't do this. Mm. Which, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't particularly like real like live action violence and gore either. Mm. But I can deal with that a little bit better than cartoon violence for some reason. Very odd. It is weird. Um, I know that there's a lot of like. There's a lot of like discussion about when the Simpsons started to go downhill and when the golden age of the Simpsons was. Mm-hmm. And I feel like much like other like long going series of stuff, like it's really relative to when you watched it, right? Like, I mean, for me to, to put it towards a different franchise, um, I think the best time of Saturday Night Live was when I watched it in high school from mm-hmm. like 2008 to 2011. And some people would think that's the worst. I don't know, but that's just what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I feel like a lot of the consensus is like up until season eight, The Simpsons was good. But I, I can extend that to like 11 because I was like watching the, the like that whole chunk from like season one to 11 was like when I grew up watching The Simpsons. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it at the time. So right. it all just kind of uh, congeals into like one big season, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I would agree that there's some like past season 10, especially specific episodes. There's some like good ones that I'm always surprised. I'm like, oh, that's from season 13 or something mm-hmm. like that. And do you do you have a cutoff? Because I, I feel like my cutoff is the Lady Gaga episode. Really? That far? Yeah. Because, like, I remember... What season was that? Do you remember? I I don't remember what season that was. I do remember... And th- this... It aired when I was in high school, or when we were in high school. And high school was just a very weird time for me, media-wise, mm-hmm. where I decided I need to fit in with my friends more. Yeah. So I, it becomes like, less about, like, oh, this is a TV show I watch every day, and more like, oh, I guess I could hang out with yeah. my friend. Who's... Start hanging out with my friend, start listening mm-hmm. to different music, start doing, like, I played less video games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really watch The Simpsons all too much, but I do remember one evening, it was the premiere of the Lady Gaga episode, and I was like, well, I mean, I've been watching The Simpsons for a while. I'm not doing anything tonight. I'll throw it on. I just remember just not liking it. And I think I was like, well... I don't think I need to watch The Simpsons much right, right anymore. And mm-hmm. like that was very clearly the cutoff for me. I'm just like, I don't think I'm going to watch much of this. Yeah. I feel like when the when I kind of stopped um, was when, because it was very similar for me. Like I definitely, I would watch the new episodes on Sundays in middle school. And then yeah, in high school, it kind of just like got busy and didn't keep up with it. But when the, I remember when The Simpsons movie came out. When was that? 2008? I think so. I Good kinda, movie. Yeah, it was great. I feel like it was after the Simpsons movie came out and they changed the intro. Like the intro got an HD. Oh, yep. It's in widescreen and everything. Yeah, which I feel like that was also like episode 400. And I really remember being like really on board 
up until the 400th episode. And then after that, just kind of like falling off. and being mm-hmm. like, Yeah, mm. something, yeah, I don't know, something changed, um, which I think I can talk about a little later because one of my, one of my random, a little spoiler here, mm-hmm. one of my random episodes is from season 32. Season 32, wow. I figure, you know, I figure like if I'm going to be picking episodes, I shouldn't stick to just like the good episodes. I should find them, like I should find one from the most recent season available for me to watch. Mm-hmm. So I picked one. Um, Interesting. I did. I watched the most recent Treehouse of Horror. Oh. Oh, no. I guess that was like a year ago now, so it wouldn't be the most recent one. Well, still, it's a, it's a recent one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's just, let's get into our episodes. Great. Uh, would you like to start or should I start? We could alternate. All right. Um, still, someone has to start. No. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I'm too shy to talk about Simpsons anymore. Oh, okay. Will you talk about them for me? Sure. Okay. So the first episode that I watched um, is... Season 7, episode 21, 22 short films about Springfield. Ooh, this one, classic, almost made my list. Um, part of the, so like some of the episodes that I picked were just ones that had really interesting titles. Um, there, and a lot of the titles are very funny. Like, mm-hmm. the you could even say this is a funny show. You could say it's a funny <laughs> show. I don't think you will, but you could say that. Nobody would ever say The Simpsons is funny. No. <laughs> It's very serious, kind of melodramatic. Mm-hmm. More like yellow dramatic. <laughs> very good. Zinged ya. Um, because there's there's some there's there are a lot of episodes that I distinctly remember because they were just like a we they're just like a weird format, right? They're not the very typical A B story that you would find from a Simpsons episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are are things like twenty two short films about Springfield. Um, so it's come to this a clip show episode or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 126th episode spectaculathon. I believe it's 138th episode. 138th, whatever. Which, as a kid, that really went over my head. I was like, I don't know why they're celebrating this I, random episode. I, same thing. I was like, I don't really get this, but I really enjoyed that episode. I, it's very funny, especially now that I'm like, oh, it's because it's just like a dumb because it's number. so weird and stupid. Uh-huh. Um, so this is one of those episodes that I remember watching and just thinking like, this is. This is so weird, but I really mm-hmm. liked it. Um, I counted just to see if it actually was 22. And I think I got up to 20, but they may be, they, the, the, the writing staff may be counting little intermediate bits as their own story. Or did you count Frank's uh, at the end? I did he... count Frank's okay, at the end. Because he comes in and he's like, wait, wait, wait. I also count, I also counted the B. Oh, the bee that goes from Lisa's head to Bumblebee Man. Mm, okay. As like a transitionary thing. I counted that. Um, but I was one of the things like, okay, maybe I, it was at that point I, th- I thought like, maybe I should start counting these just to see if we get to 22. I got to 20. So I don't know what I'm missing. I feel like I've read that they had to cut a couple of them just for time's sake or something like that. It would make sense. And I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, uh, there's also probably some some transitionary things that they're counting because there are some longer transitions that I'm not. Mm-hmm. But this episode has a lot of very classic bits in it. It really does. And bits that we have talked about on this show. Mm-hmm. Should I go through the, the 22 short films? Yeah, go through. So the episode starts off with uh, Bart and Milhouse on a bridge 
spitting at cars, <laughs> which already is just very funny. It is funny. Um, it's also funny because like Bart, you know, is definitely like a bad boy, and Milhouse is such he's a so nerd. Though, Ty and Shimmit. It's funny that he's, Ty and Shimmit. He's Ty and Shimmit. <laughs> Shy and timid. <laughs> he's, no, he's Ty and Shimmit, but he's still spitting on cars. He's still spitting on cars. Very funny. He even, he's the one that takes out the mustard. <laughs> he's yeah. squirting mustard on cars because he's like because he, he saw a convertible. <laughs> Um, but they're all just like, the two of them are are standing on this bridge and they're just thinking like, wow, look at all these people, like all living their own lives. I wonder what their lives are like. And so that's how we go into like 22 short films about Springfield, where we just kind of like have little vignettes about individual characters going about their particular day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts off with Apu um, and he gets invited to a party by his brother Sanjay. And he's like, I don't know if I can do it. And then he's like, well, I'll take five minutes off. Mm-hmm. He puts up a sign that says, be back in five minutes. And he runs over to his brother's house, has a whole party, uh, has sex with a lady, mm-hmm. and then comes back within four minutes and Mole Man gets mad at him. <laughs> saying like, you left me inside for four minutes. I demand those minutes back. I would have wasted them anyway. <laughs> Very funny. Hans Mole Man is classic. Very funny. Um, we go from that little bit with Apu and Sanjay to Lisa, um, who Simpson, gets, that is Lisa Simpson, who gets gum stuck in her hair from Bart <laughs> and she like gets a whole fuss about trying to get it out, goes to Marge, Marge puts peanut butter to try and get the gum out of her hair, but then the peanut butter is not working. So she works some mayo into it as well and then tells her to go sit in the sun to let it soak in. <laughs> and then birds start attacking her head, right? Uh, it's bees. Oh, it's bees. <laughs> it's a bunch of bees that start attacking her. Mm. We take a trip with one of those bees. Uh, the bee flies around and then he goes to Burns and Smithers on a tandem bicycle. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, Smithers is allergic to bees and he gets stung by a bee and then Burns gets mad at him telling him to pedal and then they pedal to the hospital um, (laughs) where Dr. Nick pulls up to the hospital entrance looks at him and says like you need alcohol and then like Like, throws him a couple bucks. you need booze. (laughs) Well doesn't Burns get taken in too because. Burns gets taken in because he's an old man (laughs) and then Smithers is just left on the side of the road. Yep with an allergic reaction. Then we have going this whole thing with Dr. Nick uh, going to like a malpractice meeting. It's like, Dr. Nick, you can't be doing the things you're doing. Um, and then he like, what is he? He like fakes his way. Th- I don't know. He does like some smooth talking and then ends up like well, trying to revive grandpa. Well, there is, uh, they, somebody comes in and is like, Dr. Nick, there's a crazy patient in the, Oh, that's right. In like the emergency room or something like that. And it's it grandpa. Like, it's grandpa. And he's wielding a scalpel, threatening everybody around. Mm-hmm. And I don't entirely remember why he's... I don't quite either, but then Dr. Nick just like yells out some mumbo jumbo and then he says some other stuff and then gets some wires and then like just shocks grandpa, uh, which he gets, he, he was he is lauded for his actions. Mm-hmm. The malpractice where it's like, ah, we've made a mistake. Sorry about that. Uh, while like another doctor just like shocks grandpa with two wires. Um, this is a very fast paced episode it's gotta also. Be. Um, after that, it goes to, uh, a scene with Mo. We go to Mo's bar, um, and he gets, uh, there, there's a, there's a joke about like running tabs and that Barney's bar tab is $70 billion. (laughs) 
And then Barney, the actual number that they seventy billion. <laughs> well, like he goes on, he goes on to say something about like something is fourteen billion dollars. He's like, oh wait a minute, that's the wrong one. Your tab is seventy billion dollars. <laughs> and then Barney pulls out two thousand dollars out of his wallet and then gives it to gives it to Mo. He's like, ah, I'm sure this will cover it. Um, and then he gets held up by Snake. Mo crawls into like a little crawl space and is like, I'm behind three inches of bulletproof glass. What are you gonna do? Snake just steals all the money and is like, oh, I can finally pay my student loans with these, <laughs> which I thought was a very funny joke. That is, that's a great For the bit. time. That's just a like, classic Simpsons, like, joke, too. I really like mm-hmm. a lot, Like, a lot of jokes that, like, really seem to be 15 years ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. I feel like not a lot of people were complaining about student loans in during season seven, <laughs> whenever that was airing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So there's a whole scene with with Snake transitions over to the classic steamed hams bit, mm. um, which I honestly did not remember that that was from this episode. Yeah, well, that one is so ubiquitous now in the like Simpsons like shit posting mm-hmm. stuff like that. Which definitely is made its, its own thing. Definitely made its rounds in like 2018, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, great bit, honestly. Oh yeah, uh, I feel like that doesn't need to be explained because everyone knows it. Pretty much. That goes to a story with Homer and Maggie. Uh, Homer is walking home with Santa's little helper, like carrying groceries back to the house. And then he looks over onto like a newspaper um, dispenser. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's the correct term. I think it is. Um, And he sees an article. I don't remember what the article was about. Um, but he sees an article and he like goes to buy the newspaper, but he's like trying to juggle the baby, the groceries and the dog. Ends up using his butt to like try and grab the newspaper and swaps Maggie in <laughs> and, w- and then takes the newspaper. Um, I'm going to look up what the article is about because I feel like it's very funny. It is very funny. And I just didn't think to write it down. Um, but this whole bit is just about Homer trying to uh, get Maggie out of uh, the, the the newspaper dispenser um, to which he eventually uh, just like rips the dispenser out of the street, the sidewalk, and then puts it into Maggie's crib. Uh, very funny bit. After that, we have a scene with Krusty Burger. I just wrote down Krusty Burger, but I honestly can't remember what the bit is. Oh, it's Chief Wiggum and uh, Lou and Eddie comparing McDonald's and Krusty Burger. Oh, that's and right. It's like a like a parody <laughs> of Pulp Fiction when they're like, you know what they call a... Um, oh, fuck. I don't remember what the burger is, but they're like, they call it a Royale with cheese in, mm. but it's, it's a funny bit. Ah, also, I, I did not know that it. was a reference to anything. So mm-hmm. what, what were you going to say? I, I'm very close to finding the, uh, sorry. Uh, oh, the paper has an article regarding a new donut tax. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's what it was. <laughs> that is very funny. Uh-huh. Um, after Krusty Burger, it goes to Bumblebee Man. Um, the entire the entire scene is in Spanish, and I just because I was there was like other things going on, and I was like writing stuff down. I did watch this episode with subtitles just in case I needed like I missed something and just wanted to quickly glance and see what was just said. Mm-hmm. Um, the fun thing is that this entire scene is entirely competently written in Spanish. Really? Yeah, like. With with my limited knowledge of Spanish, I could easily understand what Bumblebee Man was saying. But it's a whole thing where he goes home from work um, and complains about just like, man, such a hard day at work. All this 
all the classic bumblebee stuff happened to me while I was at work. Like, I don't know, getting hit with stuff and falling off from high places. Uh, and then he does all the exact same things at home and ends up demolishing his house and his wife divorces him and leaves. <laughs> uh, poor Bumblebee man. Poor Bumblebee man. Um, goes off to Snake, uh, back to Snake with the money. Uh, but this time he is getting chased by uh, Chief Wiggum uh, because Chief Chief Wiggum has like, there's, there's like something innocuous that he wants to like get from Snake. Oh, he, Snake almost hits Wiggum with a car. Mm-hmm. And then Wiggum's just like, hey, wait, come back. We need to exchange insurance information. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Chief Wiggum is a great character. I love Chief Wiggum. He is great. Classic Clancy. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens after that? After that, we go to uh, Reverend Lovejoy walking his dog in front of Flanders house. Um, and he's just like, all right, we're finally here. And he lets his dog just shit all over Flanders lawn. Well, he's like trying to get his dog to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. too. Right at first he's like, come on, Mm -hmm. let's go. Yep. Um, and then after that, uh, goes back to Lisa with her hair. Um, and like literally everyone in Springfield gets involved like Flanders like walks past, says like I got gum stuck in my hair. It's like, well, what you could do is just freeze it and then hit it with a hammer to shatter all the gum out. <laughs> and then they do that, and then Flanders is just like, oh, I just think I just mashed more hair into it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like they just get opinions about what to do from everyone in Springfield. Like everyone is just in their kitchen, cuts to commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, back from commercial. Um, we get a little musical bit with Cletus, the slack-jawed yokel. He has some boots for Brandine to wear to like a job interview. She says they're too fancy. Go put them back where you found them. Climbs a telephone pole, throws them back up on the on the <laughs> telephone wires. Um, says like, "Hey, I can I can like I should call my mom from up here." And then he just yells <laughs> like off screen to his mom, like, "Ma, get off the roof." <laughs> um, after that. We go to comic book guy uh, and Millhouse. Millhouse needs to use the bathroom. So he's, I, I guess, like they've stopped in front of the Android's dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I need to use the bathroom. Need to be a paying customer. And he's like, uh, I'll buy that. And he's, he's pointing to like a photo. And I was like, uh, that is, oh, what is it? It's a photo of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore. <laughs> and he said, that'll be $150. And he's like, what can I get for 75 cents? And I don't remember what it was. Probably something funny. Um, and then Kirk comes in and is like, Milhouse, I thought you were going to use a bathroom. I see you buying comic books. And then <laughs> comic book guy is just like, nope, our transaction's done. He can go. <laughs> and so Milhouse doesn't get to use the bathroom and gets pulled out of the store. Uh we go back to Snake and Wiggum, um, but at the end of their bit earlier, mm-hmm. um, they ended up at Herman's like antique military store, mm-hmm. and, and he, he like threatens them with a shotgun. He like it, uh, abducts them. This is another Pulp Fiction parody. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hmm. Kirk and Milhouse go <laughs> go into Herman's store. It's like, uh, my kid needs to use the bathroom. Can you use the bathroom? Uh, Milhouse goes to use a bathroom and then... Meanwhile, like, uh, Chief Wiggum and Snake have, like, ball gags in their mouth. <laughs> they're, like, all beat up. Like, their pants are pulled down. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is exactly what happens in Pulp Fiction. Like, the, there's a big mob boss and then Bruce Willis 
uh, like almost hits him with his car or something and they're like enemies and they get into a fight and they get oh. chased into like a store and yeah, like some like crazy, um, like guy, like with his gimp, like puts the ball gags in their mouth and like beats the shit out of them and stuff. And I don't remember how they escape, but eventually they escape hmm. together. Well, there it's you go. It's a lot more graphic in Pulp Fiction. Well, the way that Snake and Wiggum escape is uh, that Milhouse leaves the bathroom, but he has a medieval flail and he's just moving it, or swinging it around, and he hits Herman and knocks him out. Um, let's see. After that, we go back to Lisa. I didn't write any further details other than back to Lisa, but oh, well, she goes to the barber. Right? She goes to the barber um, and then gets a haircut, uh, gets like a, a new hairdo. Um, once she gets that done, Nelson laughs at her and then laughs at the crazy cat lady falling into a garbage can. And then another bit we've talked about on the show, laughs at the tall man in the small car. <laughs> the tall man is such a great character. Um, I don't think he even has a name. I'm pretty sure he's just the tall man. I right? have no idea what his name is, but it's such a funny bit where he just like... <laughs> Makes Nelson parade around in his underwear. <laughs> yeah, the, the tall man gets out of his car and says, is there something comical about my appearance when I'm in my automobile? <laughs> and then Nelson's very Everyone needs an, a way to get around, even the very tall. <laughs> makes Nelson parade around in his underwear. Yeah, he makes, he pantses Nelson and, <laughs> and drives then he gets, behind him yeah. and says, look hey, at everyone. that mean little boy who laughs, laughs at, at everyone. Everyone laugh at him now. <laughs> um... And then after that, it goes back to Barton Millhouse on top of the bridge. Millhouse is just back there from having pee. Oh, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, with the he's just back there. Um, and then we have the bit at the very end with Professor Frank saying, "Am I late?" <laughs> he has his own whole bit, but then he just uh, that's it. Episode ends. Mm -hmm. Very good episode. Did you know? Did you have any trivia about this episode or anything? No. Oh well, there. This episode was written as kind of a. I don't know if this was technically going to be a pilot or if they had already gotten rid of the idea, but supposedly um, with the success of the show at this point, they were like, well, we have so many side characters. Like maybe we should do like different little episodes about the different side characters in addition to um, just like the Simpsons. And I think it was going to be called round Springfield or something like that, mm. where they were mm. just going to like have a different episode every week about like chief Wiggum or, um, any of the other ones. And then they decided not to do that idea and to just stick with the Simpsons, but they condensed a lot of their plots for stuff like that into 22 films about oh, Springfield. That's fun. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's my first episode. Nice. What a great, a great choice. Mm -hmm. um, so mine were, I did not choose them randomly as we've talked about. I just kind of went through and picked some of my favorites um, and so my first one, which I already kind of talked about was, uh, who shot Mr. Burns parts one and two, uh, which this one, I mean, is classic it, as we already talked about. It was like a national phenomenon where Mr. Burns just kind of goes on like this big spree of absolute villainy, starting with trying to steal candy from a baby mm -hmm. to stealing, stealing oil from the <laughs> elementary school, which, uh, just of course found there like that they had a bunch of oil underneath them and was worth, that they were worth millions. Um, so he steals that oil by doing like a sideways oil pump mm -hmm. um, out of theirs, which is pretty funny. Um, and that's one a bit that I really like in this episode where 
<laughs> the, as soon as they the school discovers that they're like oil rich, the newspaper prints uh, are an article that says awful school is awful rich. <laughs> and Principal Skinner is showing Superintendent Chalmers like, look at the headline, sir. And he's obviously covering with his hand the part where it says awful school is awful rich. And it just says school is awful rich. And Chalmers is like, what's that part under your hand? And Skinner is like, oh, um, it's uh, an unrelated article. He's like, an unrelated article in the banner headline? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, it's <laughs> very funny. Um, but yeah, and then, of course, uh, a, long, a long-running gag is that Mr. Burns can't remember Homer's name, even though they interact in, like, so many episodes. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, that happens over and over again to Homer in this episode and it drives him crazy. And so Mr. Burns is pissed off. Everybody in town eventually gets shot. And then there's like a big, like who done it? A lot of setup for motive for a lot of different characters throughout the whole episode. Mm -hmm. And I guess I was reading about it too, as I watched it yesterday. And I guess they tried to drop like various like clues as to who actually shot Mr. Burns. Um, so that would be like, oh shit. Like that actually makes sense when it's revealed. Um, and the second part of the episode or, or the second episode, I guess, to continue it, like, is all about Chief Wiggum's investigation to who shot Mr. Burns. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, red herrings and stuff like that. Like, that first they think that Smithers did it, but Smithers didn't do it. Turns out it was Maggie Simpson the whole time, mm-hmm. which is very funny. Because he was trying to take candy. He was trying to take a lollipop from her. Yeah, he literally was trying to take candy, candy from, from a baby. Honey. And then, <laughs> and then like, a gun fell out of his pocket. And then she just it fell into him. her hand and she mm-hmm. shot him. Very good. But, yeah, like, this one classic bit like the awful school is awful rich thing um so this that actually kind of leads me into another thing that i love about this show is that um as we were talking about um before we started recording is like it feels like every time you watch an episode there is like a classic bit oh yeah in the episode um and i feel like i'll often be on on reddit i just basically subscribe to tons of different Simpsons mm-hmm. subreddits. There's like Simpsons shit posting the Simpsons, the leftorium, which is specifically <laughs> uh left leaning political memes made in the Simpsons shit posting style. And just, uh, Oh, there's also Simpsons faces, which is just like freeze frames of particularly oh, weird there, faces that they make. There is something in my next episode that I kind of want to get as a tattoo that is kind of related to Simpsons faces. Ooh, excellent. Um, but anyway, so the <laughs> that awful school's awful rich thing just makes me think about how often I'll be on Reddit and I'll see the uh, like a clip or like a just like a classic line and they'll quote it and that'll be the end of it. And then somehow I'll be like, I'm gonna watch The Simpsons today and I'll pick a random episode. And that exact quote that I saw earlier in the day will be the mm-hmm. one that I chose to watch. I'm like, damn, I didn't realize that this was in this. Yeah, episode, I know. It's, like it's great that like almost all the episodes that I watched, like either has a bit that kind of has made the rounds on the internet mm-hmm. or it's just something that I very clearly remember just like really liking. It's like, oh, that's this episode. You know, because like I feel like the 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 handful of times that we have just watched The Simpsons just because mm-hmm. you you know it's it's so easy to just like pull like what happens in the episode or just like funny jokes or bits or quotes from episodes like incredible writing all around mm-hmm. oh yeah very good uh, that's pretty much all I I don't want to go as depth into oh that's fine I, I think I just did that just because there's it's, a lot that goes on oh, yeah exactly um because there's actually not too much to say about my next one which is season five episode one. Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Ooh, Josh, 
I got to say, that's on my list too. Whoa, so we're knocking really? two of them out right now. Uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. This is, I think about this episode every time I see in real life a baby on board sign on a car. <laughs> uh, me too. I'm sure lots of people. I think a lot, yeah, tons of people have to like think about this episode. Also, like when I was a kid, and even like to this day still, I really like when TV shows just kind of go off into musical bits. Maybe that's just something from like Sesame Street or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, I don't like musicals. Oh, that's I like it when it's like because that's the point of a musical, right? Yeah, is that they are yeah, going to like, be singing. But, but when it when it's a novelty, I really like it. Like um, like the the musical episode in Arthur. That's probably my favorite episode of Arthur. Wow, interesting. Okay. Um, but like when you just kind of have like fun songs that are just, just just a novelty for the story, uh, I tend to really like those kinds of things. Um, so yeah, I when I was a kid, I just loved, like I just loved the song. It was so good. Like what a like what a nice fun song, which is available on Spotify. Is it? I've mentioned this I think yeah somewhere before that like uh-huh. a lot of the songs from The Simpsons are just on Spotify. Whether or not they are legally there is honestly neither here nor there. That's for uh, the courts to. That's dispute. for Fox and the uploader <laughs> to dispute. Um, for everyone else, you could enjoy some song from The Simpsons on Spotify. But I every time I just think about, ooh, what a what a lovely song. It's really good. That episode I am appreciating even more because I just started watching the. Uh, there's a Beatles documentary called Get Back on Disney Plus right now. Heard a lot of people talking about that documentary. Yeah, and it's very it's very much like I mean it's there's an obvious Beatles parody to that episode. Oh, yeah. Um and like the concert at the end of the episode is just like exactly the concert that happens at the end of Get Back. Oh, really? Yeah, like where they go on the rooftop and stuff. Oh, like I didn't that. know that. Like I mm-hmm. I feel like I miss a lot of jokes from the Simpsons because I'm just not too well-versed in overall pop culture. I'm well-versed in what I like. But when it comes to just like, you know, the overall just like broader strokes of pop culture throughout the years, I don't know any of that stuff. Like all the Pulp Fiction stuff you're mentioning, all that over my head. Oh, yeah. Well, this particular concert, you know. Yeah. But even like today. Well, right, right, right. Uh, but I know as a kid when I was watching these, I didn't get hardly any of this. But it's still a good episode oh, when you're great. a kid, right? No, yeah, I still loved it. Um, the beginning of this episode, because like the thing that I really like about The Simpsons that I learned very early on um, was like the transition into the main plot, which I've always liked. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's just like way out there. Yeah, should. there's just like side, just like a sideline plot that you that serves only to transition into what the main story is. Um, so for this one. Uh, Everyone is at the Springfield swap meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has one of my favorite bits where Ned Flanders is selling trading cards. And then Milhouse and Nelson just like, whoa, Joseph of Arimathea. Oh, look at that. Methuselah rookie card. <laughs> and it's like the little <laughs> quote on the bottom is like over 70 conversions. <laughs> Which is so funny. Um, and I, I think about rookie Methuselah so much for mm-hmm. some reason. Oh yeah. Like that's one of the things I'm just like, Hmm, that's a very funny bit. And Flanders is like, who could have thought learning about religion could be so fun. <laughs> and like, they all religion? get really mad at him. Learning. <laughs> okay. So 
in line with the Springfield faces thing, what I kind of want to get as a tattoo mm-hmm. is during the Grammy nominations, I want the other four barbershop quartet people as a tattoo. Do you remember what they looked like? No, I don't remember what they Let's looked like. Let's see if like. I can pull up a picture here for you. I would really you. love to see it. Those guys in the bottom left. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> the first one? I don't even... I don't remember who... Uh, they say who they are, but I don't remember who they are. I don't remember who that is <clears throat> But these just like four like goofy looking like pencil people mm-hmm. <laughs> that are a rival barbershop court, maybe not a rival, but just like another barbershop quartet getting nominated for like album of the year or whatever. Um, just like such a strange isolated picture. One of those weird deep cuts that I think would make a, a very funny tattoo. I think that it would be, you should absolutely get that as a tattoo. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's really good. There's something. So when I was watching this episode, it kind of like, Something that I kind of never really realized until, I guess, last night um, is that The Simpsons is not, at least like during this time of the Sim- whatever this time, quote unquote, this time is, it seems like the writers were very loose with like characters, mm-hmm. you know, because everyone kind of fits sort of into like an archetype and has their own personality. But I do like that the writers were... They they gave themselves the freedom to venture outside of that, I think, in service to a joke. Oh, yeah. And maybe some people don't like that. But, like, in particular, I just think it's so weird and funny that Marge made a scarecrow Homer for, like, Bart and Lisa because Homer was touring. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you still need a father figure. And so she just made a Homer out of, like, a bucket and like brooms and some rubber gloves. Like that's something that Marge would never do being the pragmatic one of the family. Uh huh. But it's just like, it's so funny just like to imagine her making a bucket Homer. Well, and then the, uh, like the tape recording like goes awry or something like that. Oh. And it scares Barton. <laughs> yeah. Lisa that and they too. Like scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's very good. But I agree. There is, and they even like a very famous like Simpsons bit too, I feel like is when, they're watching like itchy and scratchy or something like that. And Bart says like, that's not realistic or something. And Homer's like, it's a cartoon. They're not meant to be realistic. <laughs> and, then, and then at the same time, you see Homer just walk in front of the window. That's a very funny bit mm-hmm. that I remember seeing that as a kid and not understanding it and being really confused. Oh yeah. Well, cause you like, you don't realize like, they're like, Oh, they're making a joke mm-hmm. about their own show. And like, and I'm sure they did that so that later they could be like, well, yeah, it's a cartoon. If we ever like, there's a weird discontinuity or a mis discontinuity uh, error. I yeah, continuity error. Continuity. I think that's the correct term. Yeah, continuity error. But very good. And then there's also, of course, the famous episode where um, nerds are always like, in season three, episode eight, like itchy struck. <laughs> Um, the rib cage on Scratchy's uh, rib cage, or he struck the rib. He was using his rib cage as a xylophone, and he struck the same rib twice, but it produced, produced two, two different, different notes. notes. How, how are we supposed to um, 
what are we supposed to believe? This is some sort of like magical. <laughs> yeah. Do you think people like to hear us just like trying to remember, <laughs> trying to remember bits, bits and saying them not as funny not, as they are? Saying the them not as funny, saying them incorrectly. I hope we get fired for this blunder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, that pretty much covers Homer's barbershop quartet. Mm-hmm. Classic. Um, yeah. What's well, the next episode here for you, Paul? Uh, next one for me is. Homer at the bat. Homer at, is that the one, is that the baseball one? It is the baseball one. Mm, yep. And this one I feel like is very like, some of the earlier episodes, this this is season three, so it's kind of getting into its groove here, but it still hasn't quite found like where it wants to live, mm-hmm. you know, hasn't gotten quite as crazy as it's going to get, but still, this one is gets pretty wacky and I really like it. And this one has a lot of guest stars too, and the guest stars actually do a really good job. But yeah, Homer is... He joins the, uh, it also gives like Homer some competence in this one, which in the later seasons, he pretty much is not competent. Oh yeah. He's just a bumbling idiot. Anything. But in this one, he actually has some good, like he does good stuff. He joins a softball team at work. Um, is it the the isotopes? I think so. Or is this before, were they not around you? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't, I don't think they ever say the, well, no, they must, they must say the team name. I just probably wasn't paying attention. That's fine. But he, it turns out that Homer has, uh, he's really good this year and hits a lot of home runs because he constructed a bat out of a piece of wood. That's right. Like got lightninged off of the tree in his backyard. And it's really funny how he starts like making the bat. Like first he like shaves off of it with a really nice like wood shaving tool. And then the next scene is him hammering like crooked nails into a tree like (laughs) branch. And then the next scene is like a really well-made bat. (laughs) Um, uh, real quick, you know what that reminds me of? Hmm. The scene where Homer tries to build a grill. Oh, yeah. That is, I think, one of the very first times I had uncontrollable laughter. <laughs> when he when he's looking at the picture of the finished grill and he's like, oh, that's a fine-looking grill. <laughs> Why then, the hell does mine look like that? And then he pulls down the manual. Oh, that got me so hard when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very good. I think about that bit a lot, too. Um but yeah, so he they do really well on the softball team and they do so well that they get to the championship game and Mr. Burns finds out and he wasn't even paying attention before and he bets another millionaire a million dollars that his team is going to win the championship. And so he decides to f- get everybody else off of the employee team um, who actually works there and just hire a bunch of really famous, really talented baseball players mm-hmm. as ringers. And he gives them jobs at the plant too, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um but then you just get like, yeah, all these like kind of dumb little like vignettes of like the baseball players interacting with Homer and other Simpsons characters um, like Daryl Strawberry and Homer like play the same position. And Homer goes up to him and he's like, Daryl Strawberry. Uh, that was a terrible Homer. <laughs> I just got in my Strawberry. own head about doing just saying bits over again. I don't think I'm even going to describe it. If you've seen this episode, you know it where he's Is, like, you do play right field. And he's like, yep. Homer says, I play right field. And then he's like, oh, okay. He's like, are you better than me at right field? And Daryl Strawberry says, well, I've never seen you play, but yes. <laughs> and yeah, that's good. Is Daryl Strawberry the sideburns guy or no, the brain tonic guy? He's neither. Oh, okay. Because one of the bits in the show is that uh, the night before Mr. Burns is, is like, 
I'm guaranteed to win unless nine terrible tragedies affect all nine of my players, which is impossible. Two tragedies? That could happen. Seven tragedies? Unlikely, but still possible. But nine? No way. And then, of course, it happens to all mm-hmm. all of the ringers that he gets, except for Daryl Strawberry. Oh, okay. So in the last scene, um, Mr. Burns like goes to all the other employees on the team and is like, hey, you guys have to play because none of my ringers are here. So everybody's like cheering and Homer gets really excited and they all go over and then Mr. Burns says, well, except for you, Homer, uh, Daryl Strawberry is still here. (laughs) (laughs) And so Homer still doesn't get to play. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like other things that happen, like uh, Ken Griffey Jr. gets uh, gigantism from drinking brain and nerve tonic that Mr. Burns (laughs) insists he drinks. That freaked me out as a kid seeing him like that. I know. It still kind of freaks me out to this day. Well, one of the guys too, who works in the power plant, he (laughs) spills nuclear waste and gets radiation poisoning, (laughs) which is so pretty dark. (laughs) Um, And they're like, he's like, will I be able to play in tomorrow's softball game? And Dr. Hibbert's like, no, you (laughs) won't be able to play ever again. (laughs) Uh, and then, but it's, I think it's Mattingly. Um, I can't remember the first name because Mr. Burns just shouts Mattingly at him a bunch. Um, and he keeps telling him to get rid of his sideburns and he doesn't have any sideburns. And at the very end, uh, like at the game, he's like, you need to get rid of those sideburns. And he, so he Mattingly leaves and he comes back and he's got like this terrible, like a mohawk. Like, well, he's got like all of his hair buzzed. Yeah. Except for in the middle and like the very back. So there's like nothing that could even be mistaken for sideburns and burns kicks him off the team. That pissed me off as a kid so much. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about like people asking for something that they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the bit is to shave his mustache. Right. That's what I always eventually understood it as. He told him to shave his mustache but kept telling him to shave his sideburns. I think it's, I think it's just supposed to be that Mr. Burns doesn't know what sideburns are. That too. I don't know. I always, I, I don't know. I don't think there's a mustache bit in there, but there isn't, but like he, ha, I don't know. Cause he like he has a mustache, a mustache. Mm-hmm. and I always thought he meant, I, I, I always later, later after like, you know, when I was a little older, I thought he kept trying to tell him to shave his mustache, but he kept saying, shave your sideburns. So he just oh. kept telling him the wrong. That's what I always interpreted it as. That Burns was just telling him the wrong thing. That and could so be he, it. Just, he just kept getting mad because he kept doing something that wasn't what he was asking, but he was also asking for the wrong thing. That's how I always interpreted it. Huh. I've never thought about it like that. I've always thought it was just supposed to be a dumb, dumb little bit. It I don't honestly know. could be either. <laughs> I mean, either way, I guess it would be a dumb bit. But um but my another really funny thing that happens in this, and this is the last thing I'll say about this one is when Homer or like the very last play, like the bases are loaded, the game is tied, Daryl Strawberry is about to go up to bat, and then Mr. Burns says, Strawberry, I'm pulling you, and Simpson is going to take your place. And he's like, what? Like, why? Like, uh, he's like, uh, I'm the best player here. Why are you doing this? And he's like, well, it's a right-handed batter, and you're a left-handed, uh, or it's a right-handed pitcher, and you're a left-handed batter. And so there's some like joke about like playing the averages. And so he's like, and Simpson is a right-handed batter. So I'm going to play him in. And he's like, playing the averages is what smart managers do. <laughs> <laughs> so Homer takes his place and just gets like hit in the face with the ball. And like, luckily that wins. Cause then everybody oh, you know, can, yeah. do, can do that and they win. But it was very funny. Just totally thwarted his own plan. Mm-hmm. Great episode. Yeah. Super good. Shall we move on? Yes. 
my next episode is season four, episode four, Itchy and Scratchy Land. Ooh, classic. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just like an episode where I don't particularly remember like the finer details, but then again, just bits that I think about like a lot. This is the bit where like the 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 one primary one that I think of is whenever we I go somewhere where there's a big parking lot, I always think, remember kids. We're in the itchy lot. <laughs> and it's just there's like two lots. There's there's just... the itchy lot and the scratchy lot, and they are both gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just think about that so much. A bit I think about from that is when uh they're in like they're watching the parade, like kind of like it's at Disneyland, mm-hmm. and there's the robot itchies and scratchies, and mm-hmm. one of them like bows his head and like pulls his like the dome <laughs> of his skull off mm-hmm. and there's like microchips and stuff in there and Marge says see that stuff in there Homer that's why your robot never worked <laughs> <laughs> and they don't talk about it at all ever again no it's such a funny bit uh, this is all again like wow classic bits this is where the Bort bit comes from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I thought was very funny yeah um, which I've heard at at like the Simpsons land or whatever it is in in like Universal Studios. They do have port license plates. And I bet they buy. sell out like crazy. Oh, I'm sure they do. I bet they also have a, a crew of people underground and there's an engineer <laughs> saying, we need more port license plates. I repeat, we need more port license plates. <laughs> um, another, another like bit from this episode, well, I guess the premise of the episode is that um, Itchy and Scratchy have like a brand new like theme park akin to a Disney World um, and Bart and Lisa want to go. And another one of just like kind of a memeable bit is when Lisa like barges into uh, Homer and Marge's room with Bart in a wagon, and he's and laying down with and his dad, eyes closed. Bart's dead, and, the, and then they scream, um, and he says, "That's right, dead serious about going to Itchy and Scratchy Land." And I feel like I I feel like I've seen that memed a lot, definitely. Um, and again, it's like wow, I, two things from one episode. Um, there is a, <laughs> I don't know what it is about Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons car crashing bits that always get a huge laugh out of me. <laughs> There's just something about, I think it's just the way that they always like explode immediately. Mm-hmm. Or um, there's like a delay where it'll be like, they'll crash, be like two seconds and then it'll like explode violently. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's a bit here where they're all driving to itchy and scratchy land and Homer starts getting sleepy and you know, he's just like, Oh, I don't like, we don't need to stop. I can keep driving. And then it cuts to another scene where you see, um, the same pink sedan, like start to swerve off the road and then just crash and explode into a telephone pole. And it zooms out to the family in a hotel room being, and they're just like, woo. Glad that wasn't us. Glad <laughs> we decided to pull over. Yeah. Oh, that was that's that bit got me so hard last night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, incredibly funny. Um, the thing that I honestly don't, and it might have been heightened because of because this is like the itchy and scratchy land episode. I legitimately do not remember a lot of itchy and scratchy being this violent. Mm-hmm. Like. As a kid, I played violent video games, violent cartoons, whatever. Like I was pretty desensitized to cartoon violence, and even even now, I've seen much worse. But I was watching this last night, and thinking just like, "Oh my god, 
that's uh, that's excessive. Which which bit specifically? Do you remember? Because um, it is it is definitely gratuitous. And yeah, <laughs> I know. Disgusting. <laughs> um, oh, like which, there's all sorts of body horror, like sticking needles re- into eyes. And it stuff really like is. That. I think it was. I think it was at literally the very beginning of the episode. There's something about Itchy cutting off just the biceps of Scratchy, mm-hmm. where I was just like, "Ooh, ooh, that's a, that's <laughs> rough." <laughs> and the kids just love it. They're just laughing just mm-hmm. so hard at it. Um, oh, you know what? Another great bit from this episode, um, because like two, because like. Uh, Bart and Lisa are are begging to go to Itchy and Scratchy Land, but Marge's like, we already have our family vacation planned out. We're gonna go to the bird sanctuary off of this highway. I've heard they got a brand new like birdhouse. It's on top of a really tall pole. <laughs> um, later we cut to the bird sanctuary, and all the birds have gotten out and are chasing everyone. Oh, that's right. I forgot that was in this episode. And this is where Mole Man is in a phone booth and says. I need the biggest seed bell you have. No, that's too big. <laughs> so good. Three incredible bits from this episode. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. They're jam-packed. They are jam-packed. Um, that's really all I that I have for, for this, <laughs> written down for this episode. Oh, wait, nope. There's another thing that I remember. Um, over the, like, after... Bart gets in trouble for um like harassing some of the the um the people in like the itch and scratchy costumes he gets arrested mm-hmm. and then over the intercom they say Marge Simpson your son has been arrested and it's like oh no and then Marge Simpson we have also arrested your older balder fatter son <laughs> 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 Uh, Which is also very funny. You also see a different outfit that Marge is wearing in that one. She's wearing like a Arthur mom outfit Mm -hmm. where it's like a pink sweater. I noticed that. They have a costume change, which I thought was very nice. Homer's wearing like a a green windbreaker and tan shorts. Mm -hmm. They're just wearing shorts. They're on vacation, baby. They're they're on on island time. Yeah. Which they really are. They're on an island. Yeah. It's true. It's very Jurassic Parky in that (laughs) When they fly over. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Nothing can possibly go wrong. (laughs) Possibly not. That's the first thing that's ever gone wrong. <laughs> um, What's your next episode? My next episode is Two Bad Neighbors, uh, which oh. is where George Bush Sr. <laughs> moves in across the street, uh, which I love this episode because, um, I mean, it's taking just like a real person and putting it in The Simpsons, which I also really like Homer's Enemy, um, which is the one with Frank Grimes. Um, it's a very similar- Which has like, been the name of my Wi-Fi- since 2013. Frank Grimes, Frank Grimes Memorial Wi-Fi. <laughs> yep. Um, solid, solid name. But yeah, so like George Bush Sr. moves in and him and Homer like immediately get off on the wrong foot. And there's the whole like Bart is kind of like Dennis the Menace to George Bush, mm-hmm. which is just such a weird like <laughs> parody that they did. Um, and so a line that I quote all the time in my life is hello, Mr. Bush. Like <laughs> when Bart like first goes in to meet George Bush, um, just a lot of like great stuff in here. And, um, apparently this episode started mostly because, uh, there was like George Bush, like, and the Simpsons kind of had like this weird feud when he was president. Like he would say like, 
I don't remember if Barbara Bush started or if George Bush started it, but they like said like that show is like disgusting and like not in line with American values. I vaguely remember that happening. Mm -hmm. And then like eventually in a, like a famous speech, George Bush said, America needs to be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. And so they thought it'd be funny to just have like a whole episode about like a, like a fight between the Simpsons and the Bushes. And so they're, you know, they just don't get along. And eventually uh, Bart accidentally destroys George Bush senior's memoirs from when he was president. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, he spanks Bart. And so Bart tells Homer and Homer gets really mad. Um, and so pretty soon they start like a prank war <laughs> against the Bushes. And the first prank they do is they launch a bunch of firecrackers at uh, George Bush's house and so he comes up with his own revenge prank idea, which is to, <laughs> he gets really excited about it. And he's like, well, this isn't my first time in a prank war. And he <laughs> hangs up a sheet on his own house that says two bad namers with a really poorly drawn Bart and Homer on there. <laughs> and so at one point, I think it's Flanders, maybe it's right from Lovejoy, but uh, or it's some, some other neighbor of theirs is like, talking to George Bush and they're like, I don't get it. Are you saying that you and Barbara are bad neighbors? And George Bush is like, no, that's the, that's the boy from across the street, the Bart Simpson and his dad. I, uh, I actually don't know his name, the, uh, older Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, Bart and Homer <laughs> do, which actually this led me to it, a, a funny, uh, little piece of trivia too. They do another prank on George Bush where he, uh, isn't wearing his glasses just for some reason. And they knock on the door and they have cardboard cutouts of his sons, George Bush Jr. and Jeb Bush. And um, they're like, hey, we uh, are back from college and came to visit or something like that. And he's like, oh, good. The boys will help me prank those Simpsons. And so he like runs out and then Homer pulls on a rope and pulls the cutouts out. And then Bart sticks a bunch of glue in his hair. And then Homer puts like a big rainbow wig on it. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But apparently uh, when they did that, like they were with like George Bush Jr. and Jeb Bush, I guess they knew that Jeb Bush was one of his sons, but they didn't know the other son's name. And so they're like, well, what's something dumb that Homer would think his name was? Oh, George Bush Jr. And <laughs> that just turned out that's his name is George that's Bush. That's really funny. Because uh -huh. this was, of course, like just like, I don't even know if he was governor of Texas yet. I think he was, but they just didn't know. Wow. And then it just, they lucked out and <laughs> to him being, well, that's actually his name. Wow. Crazy. Uh huh. But, and pretty soon it just goes into an all out like fist fight between George Bush senior <laughs> and Homer. And pretty soon, uh, Barbara Bush makes George Bush move, uh, because they can't, obviously they can't get along. And then right at, as soon as they move, uh, Gerald Ford moves in and him and Homer get along absolutely perfectly. Because they bond over the same football team, right? Well, just or beer. Gerald Ford like moves in and he comes over and he says, hi there, I'm former president Gerald Ford. And then Homer's like, I'm Homer Simpson. And he's like, Homer, do you like football? <laughs> and Homer's like, I sure do. And he's like, do you like nachos? <laughs> Homer says, I love nachos. He says, well, would you like to come over and watch some football and eat some nachos? <laughs> and he says, okay. He's like, and then have some beers. And then, of course, Homer agrees. And they walk across the street, accidentally falling down at the exact same time. And they both <laughs> say dough. <laughs> just, just very, very good. Very good episode. Oh, yeah. I love that. 
And there's like not really even anything like political in there. Like they don't make fun of George Bush's politics really. They, no, just, they just make fun of him as a person. Yeah, exactly. For just being like <clears throat> annoying and like kind of a nonce, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's it's so good. It, it, it reminds me of like, it's kind of King of the Hilly and like that George Bush just kind of is like thin and speaks with a Texan accent. Uh-huh. But it also strikes me as like, and I might be talking way out of school here, Josh, but I feel like this is what Family Guy wants to be a lot of the time. Like Peter getting into like a physical fight with somebody that it's funny that they're in a fight. But I feel like this episode really earns that fight and it's way funnier when the Simpsons does it rather than any time Family Guy seems to do it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Because I feel like Family Guy's humor really... uh it really makes sense for at the time when everything was just like lol random mm-hmm. and like that kind of like, you know, well, cause like I used to think that the bits were so goes and now a message from Conway Twitty and then they just play a Conway Twitty video for like two minutes because they needed to fill the time, which mm-hmm. that I think is very funny. That's pretty funny. The actual bit itself I thought was funny when I was, you know, 14 um, because it was at the time when like. Oh wow! You mean you you mean you can just in a TV show cut to something with no context, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I I mean I like, guess that is more of their thing. I guess like it it's the the same ends but different intentions to those ends. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's all I got about two right. bad neighbors. Um, this is kind of where my uh list kind of gets. My last two episodes just aren't that funny. <laughs> Um, cause I, it's at this point I realized, okay, I should probably like look in some later seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so my next episode is season 10, episode 18 Simpsons Bible stories. Cause I do remember watching this one. Oh yeah. I remember watching that one too. Um, not a lot really happens with this one. Um, it's just kind of like another montage of scenes, just using Simpsons as a, as like a proxy for telling some Bible stories and of fun, maybe slightly offensive manner. Mm-hmm. I feel like, was this like a trope at some point? Because Rugrats also did an episode of Bible stories. I think that was just a thing about the time, right? Like, well, I, it's like something about that cartoons were like, oh, we need ideas. Uh, the Bible. I know. But I, yeah. But it's something I, there's something about this. I feel like the Simpsons really did this a lot. Mm-hmm. We're just like, oh, okay. Bible parallels because, you know, trying to, satirize middle America Bible belt, maybe kind of things. Right. Right. So I don't know, but I feel like this happened fairly often where they would just like satirize, um, Christianity. Um, anyway, again, not a lot really happens with this episode. Uh, the, the whole premise is that Reverend Lovejoy, um, locks everyone into church during a really hot day because, <laughs> Some because Homer put in a chocolate Easter bunny into the donation plate. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's I like that. That's funny. Which is very funny. Um, and then like they just the Simpson family just like slow because it's so hot and Lovejoy turns the fans off because Flanders like uh, Reverend we can't quite hear you with those fans on. <sighs> so he turns the fans off and so like the whole family just passes out from the heat. And it just goes to like each Simpsons character. Um, being a parallel to a, a biblical story. The only things that I really have to note about this episode are 
one is when um, they are depicting uh, Moses uh, leading the Israelites out of Egypt. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that I really notice is they that is, is them acknowledging that the pyramids were built by slaves. Because I remember growing up, and especially at the time, people would have just been like, we don't know how they built the pyramids when it was pretty obviously slave labor. Mm-hmm. And like they very openly acknowledge like the pyramids were built by slaves, which I thought was just very, again, one of the things where it just feels like, you know, a decade ahead of its time to even acknowledge something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I thought was like, oh, very interesting that they chose to, you know, point that out. The other thing that I wrote down about this episode is the one time I remember my mom liking a Simpsons bit. Wow. And it's the it's the bit where um, Milhouse as Moses tells everyone to flush a toilet to drain the Dead Sea or Red Sea, whichever one Moses parts. Uh-huh. Um, for some reason, my mom thought that was really funny. <laughs> I I think it's funnier that your mom thought that was so funny than that I think that bit is funny. Yeah, because watching it was like, that bit's, that bit's okay. That's all right. It's an okay bit, but like, I just, I don't know why my mom thought that was funny. <laughs> that's great. But like, that's something that just sticks out in my head that my, my mom just thought the f- toilet flushing joke was a, was a good one for someone who is uh, a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll take it. I feel like that's like real mom humor. Mm-hmm. Like toilets, also some Bible stuff in there. Yeah, I guess My so. Mom would probably like I that. don't know. Um, that's really it. Overall, it's a f- fine episode. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the kind that, like, you know, I would have on TV, but also just like channel surf while I was watching the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you commercial came on, switch to something else, weren't in a hurry necessarily to get back to it. Yeah. The kind where if I had a smartphone, I would be on Reddit while the episode was on. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Not a great episode. Very six out of 10. Yeah. Um, that's all I got for that one. What's your next one? Uh, my This is my last one. Um, what but, what what rank was uh, the barbershop for you? Uh, well, are, these, so I, are these ranked in a particular order no, or are they just are top five? Pretty much just like any day these could be my number one. Okay. That's fine. And honestly, it if it had been a different day, I might have even picked different episodes because there's so many... Like, too many really really good ones yeah i mean to give to give me kind of just like a because i started to do like a best of them before i realized there's just too many episodes for me to really think about what the top are mm-hmm. the minimum for like every list that you look up is like 70 oh yeah like they're all just like best 70 episodes of the best 100 episodes best 200 like the you're not going to get a top 10 you're going to get at minimum 50 right exactly um, I, so my last one is, uh, Cape Fear, which is a parody of the movie. Um, wait, is that what it's the movie's called? I feel movie like the movie is called Cape Fear. Wait, are they just called the same thing? I think so. But I think the Simpsons episodes drop the E at the end of fear. Hmm. Now I'm. It is called, no, it's called Cape Fear with an E at the end. Oh. Uh, well, now I'm, is that movie also called Cape Fear or is it called something else? 
Okay, so it's called Cape... Okay, the difference is, and I can't believe I didn't think about this before, but the difference is the Simpsons title is Cape Fear with an E on the end. The movie is just called Cape Fear. Oh, so I had it the other way around. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's funny. But yeah, it's Sideshow Bob, um, which Kelsey Grammer as Sideshow Bob is one of my favorite characters. I had no idea he was Sideshow Bob until I was like 22. Oh, really? I had no idea. I mean, I don't think I realized it until maybe like high school, but... I also knew, like, as a kid, my parents would always watch Frasier. And mm. so once I, like, put that together, which I okay. think it was the episode where Sideshow Bob and his brother, like, meet up, and his brother is played by um, David Hyde Pierce, who oh, played really? Frasier's brother. <laughs> that's really uh-huh. funny. Yeah, and so there's, like, little... That's another one of my favorite episodes, but it didn't quite make my list. Uh, but they do a lot of, like, little Frasier parodies in that. But, yeah, so Kelsey Grammer uh, gets out of prison. Um, I did not have a chance to rewatch this one. I think this is one of the... I didn't rewatch Barbershop Quartet or this one, um, but I did watch Cape Fear for the first time last year, and that's an intense movie. Very oh. good. Hmm. Martin Scorsese. Um, but there's just so many beats of it that are, like, directly lifted from the movie and done. It's a very well-done parody. Like, there's a scene in the beginning where they're, like, in a movie theater trying to watch a movie, and Sideshow Bob is in the front, like, smoking a cigar and just, like, laughing really loud and obnoxiously, which is exactly what Robert De Niro does in, oh. the, in the movie. Um, but anyway, so eventually they decide they have to move because sideshow Bob keeps like threatening Bart or is like around Bart and Bart's like terrified. And so you get the classic bit where they go into witness protection as the Thompsons and, uh, Homer cannot for the life of him remember that he is Homer Thompson now and not Homer Simpson. And so the FBI is like, so we're going to re you guys are going to be the Thompsons. So let's, you know, just practice this a little bit. Like, hello, Mr. Thompson. And Homer just like stares at him. And says, <laughs> when I say, hello, Mr. Thompson, you say hi back. And he's like, gotcha. He's like, hello, Mr. Thompson. And Homer doesn't do anything. <laughs> then it, fa- it flashes forward and they're like so frustrated. And they're like, okay, when I say hi, Mr. Thompson and stamp on your foot twice, you say hi. <laughs> and so he does it. And then Homer like looks at the other FBI guy and goes, I think he's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they... Decide that they're so when they go to move, they like pack up their car and everything inside. Show Bob, just like Robert De Niro does in the movie, like ties himself to the bottom of the car with like a belt to like follow them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point on the drive down, uh, Homer says, Who wants to drive through the cactus patch? And <laughs> they're like, Me. Then, well, he's and then so. Bart goes, Me. And then Lisa goes, Me. And then Sideshow Bob says, No. And Homer says, that's two against one, (laughs) (laughs) even though there should be nobody else. Uh, And that's good. And so shit like that keeps happening and he keeps getting hurt. Um, And then eventually they do get there. And another classic, like super classic memeable bit is when Sideshow Bob gets out from under the car and uh, (laughs) steps on a rake (laughs) and gets hit in the face and makes that groan. He goes, and then he steps on and turns around rake. and does it again. And then like it zooms out and there's just <laughs> tons like, of rakes. 50 rakes like just left on the street. And he walks into every one of them. Apparently Kelsey Grammer only recorded one grunt for that. And like they didn't plan on doing it until they needed to fill time. And oh, really? Like, well, we'll just fill it with him getting hit in the face with a rake. That's like, funny. Seven times in a row. Uh, yeah. And I think those are the my two favorite parts about that episode. Um, yeah, it's pretty much all I remember. Oh, is that the one with uh, D Bart D? I don't remember. Or if, di- that might be that. 
Where they were like in like a sewer pipe or something. Is that not this episode? I don't remember if that's that episode, but there's a point. I think it is because he's trying to get released from prison and he, they're like oh, that might- showing like that. he. They're like, don't you have like die Bart die tattooed on your chest? And he's saying, oh no, that's German for the Bart, the. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I honestly don't, I should have watched this. I don't remember. Yeah, that's fine. This episode. Um, it honestly could just be another Sideshow Bob episode. Mm-hmm. Where he True. does that. Um, but at the very end, uh, Sideshow Bob is, and this one, honestly, I might be getting mixed up too. I think it's this one where uh, like Bob has been foiled and is about to be arrested. And Bart says to Eddie and Lou, like, take him away or like lock him up, boys. And then Chief says, hey, that's my job. And then he looks over there and says, bake him away, toys. <laughs> they're like, wait, what did you say? He's like, do what the kid says. Yep. Very funny bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so my last episode, as I mentioned earlier, is from season 32. Wow. This is episode six, and I thought this would be relevant uh, for what we do. This episode is called Podcast News. Wow. Um, I can already tell this is not going to be my favorite Simpsons episode. It's, it was a, it's a very weird episode. First and foremost, because there is no couch gag. Really? On this episode, like absolutely no couch gag. Do they do the opening? It's it, like the clouds, the Simpsons, and then it goes right into the episode. Literally no couch gag. Oh, I didn't know they ever did that. Very weird to me. That is weird. Uh, um, so the, the the premise of this episode obviously revolves around podcasts. Um, and this, I don't, I think this episode is like last year. Um, and it, it specifically revolves around true crime podcasts. So Lisa starts listening to a bunch of true true crime podcasts and just like kind of gets a lot of anxiety about it because she's just listening to stories about murders for days and days upon end. Mm-hmm. Um, to which Marge is like, well, I need to find out what Lisa's listening to. So she starts listening to true crime podcasts. And the two of them bond over just like, oh, my God, we both love true crime podcasts. Um Later on, uh, there's a live show that's coming to Springfield from like a true crime podcast lady, mm-hmm. um, which there is one really funny bit about uh, like true crime podcasts. And there was like a sign that says there, there's something there was a bit in there about like tons of vocal fry, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Um, and then, and then the lady that's at the podcast just has a voice that sounds like this. Um, but then it's, it's the kind of, it's like, okay, this bit's going on for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the rest of the story revolves around Kent Brockman. So Kent Brockman is just like, well, people love me and people love TV news. And he like goes to report on like this podcast, like this live podcast and he's like, I'm pretty sure there will be no one in here. So I don't even know why I'm here. He opens the door. Everyone is, everyone in town is there. He's just like, what the fuck? He kind of like realizes his irrelevancy about TV news and decides to become a true crime podcaster himself. Wow. Um, and his first story is about, um, uh, his first story is about grandpa. And he starts a true crime podcast called Guilty Grandpa. <laughs> uh so it's kind of hard to describe this episode because there's like three plot lines that all converge into one um so the grandpa side of this is that grandpa has a new girlfriend at um the retirement home 
And uh, at the end of like their conversation with Homer and Bart, um, they he he, sa- he says like we're going to go on a cruise. Um, so they go on a cruise, and Grandpa's girlfriend like disappears and dies. And so everyone is just like, well, it's probably got to be Grandpa, um, mm-hmm. because. Because Marge and Lisa are listening to so much true crime podcasts, they're, they're thinking they're like listening along with the story as it's like on TV, um, and they're like, "Well, the only person it could possibly be is the boyfriend or husband." And then it turns out, oh wait a minute, Grandpa. Um, and then this is when Ken Brockman is like, "If you want to find out what happens to this story, subscribe to my podcast." Um, so the story, the rest of the story is just like trying to it's just trying to figure out who done it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Honestly, it's 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 a it's a fine episode. The the thing that I noticed about this episode, and I'm guessing this translates to more recent episodes of The Simpsons that you don't get from the older ones, is you can really tell, and it's it's hard for me to put this into words. So this might not might not even be like the correct way to frame this, but you can really tell that the jokes are like maybe on draft two or three. Mm, as mm-hmm. opposed to older Simpsons where you can like you can really tell how many times they wrote and rewrote and rewrote the joke for it to be funny mm-hmm. you know because like all those like stories you hear from like Conan O'Brien where they're just like we were just in there writing jokes like literally one joke for three hours mm-hmm. you know it's like we got pizza delivered and then we just kept writing the same joke over and over again you know you there, there's something about it where you can like really feel the like punchiness of the joke, you just don't get that in the newer ones. And I think that's what a lot of it just comes down to is that like the jokes just seem like they're on like early drafts. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I can think of. Cause like, it's really hard to really describe like there's like, what kind of an answer is like, well, there's just no heart into it. Right. Which makes sense. But like, there needs to be a better way to like describe or codify what it means to not have enough heart. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like is that the jokes are just not rewritten enough. Um, a good example of this is like, as is, uh, they they just all seem so surface level, right? Right, right, yeah. Um, because there's there's a joke about podcast sponsorships, and the joke is the the really the joke is, um, that Ken Brockman is sponsored by uh, a like shampoo subscription service that gets delivered to you by Drone. And that is literally the whole joke. There's no depth to it. Oh, yeah. That's just, I mean, that could just be a thing. I know, right? Like, the the joke is that, like, oh, this is plausible that it could be a thing, but, like. Which, yeah, which isn't very. It, it, it can dig deeper, but it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what the big complaint is with, like, a lot of the newer episodes is. When people say they're not good, I think that's just what it is. I, I can't yeah. say for sure. I feel like for me, the thing that I, that always kind of takes away is like the animation is so, it, it almost looks like it's like computer generated, which it, I'm sure. It probably is. I mean, it, this, yeah. I don't know what it's done in. I'm willing to bet that it's done in like Toon Boom Harmony, which uses like a rigging system. Mm-hmm. It's like you have like a 2D model and you can manipulate it um, because obviously it's cheaper to do that than to get people to hand draw the Simpsons. Right. You which, know, like, yeah, it just kind of like lost some, mm-hmm. I mean, it. Some, I mean, I know it's hard to codify, of course, but some of the heart, like when you see like it animated, yeah. like by hand. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard. I, I, it, 
it could also maybe be described as just like a ton of little things that all add up, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not one singular thing. It's a ton of stuff that you can kind of feel like it's missing something, but it's so hard to describe what that thing is. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently it's huge in Brazil still. Really? Yeah. That's apparently why it's on is because so many people in Brazil watch it. Good for them. I know. Which is like, well, if you love it, great. Yeah. Keep making it. I don't want it to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, the the whole thing just follows like whether or not um, grandpa actually did the murder. Ken Brockman is out here just like they're. Their representation of podcasting is kind of strange mm-hmm. because it's it's kind of done as if it is radio, as if it's going out live, not that it gets recorded in a studio. It has to go through editing. And in this case, the fact that uh, it was scripted and Kent Brockman would need to spend time writing all of this out, it glosses all over literally all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they even like there even is kind of a joke that it is going out like in real time because like Ken Brockman asks Homer a question and he incriminates grandpa. But then like you can see like in the same room that Lisa's listening to the same episode, <laughs> which also is kind of funny. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, the whole episode ends with the fact that no grandpa did not kill his girlfriend. He was supposed to be in an insurance fraud, but he just didn't stick to the plan. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. Um, uh, this is the episode that Nick and Mitch were on. I was just going to say, wait, weren't Nick and Mitch in an episode from Doughboys? Like, just like, they don't speak, right? Like, They do not speak. It's just like they're pictures they're in, and it's supposed to be them. They're in a bar, or they're at Moe's. Um, Ken Brockman is talking to two other people that probably have podcasts that I don't know. And then there's Nick and Mitch. And then Yartley Smith makes a cameo. Really? As herself, because she has a podcast. Oh, that's right. Um, But yeah. Nick and Mitch are in it. I thought like, oh shit, this is the one. I, I didn't even know this was the one they were on. That's I just funny. picked it because it's about a podcast and this is a podcast. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that was when they were on. What a happy little accident for us. I know. Um, yeah. A fine, less than fine episode. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just missing something. That's it. Well, Josh, I think that's pretty much everything I have to say about The Simpsons. That's pretty much all I have to do as well. Um, I guess I wanted to mention a couple honorable mentions on my list. Okay. I'm not going to get into them. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. But uh, Homer's Enemy and You Only Move Twice, both really, really good episodes with great mm-hmm. side characters. Uh, I was watching a an episode of Um Actually. I believe it was Um Actually. And they were doing a little mini game where they had to identify like logos from fiction Mm-hmm. The only logo I could recognize was Globex Corporation. Really? They went that deep with it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I the love that. The only one I was like, I couldn't recognize any of these from any franchise, but Amito was like, wait a minute. I know that. That's Globex. <laughs> Paul, if you are up for it, because I know this is kind of a long recording. Mm-hmm. If you are up for it, uh, I have Googled Ultimate Simpsons Quiz. If you would like to do a bonus segment where we do a Simpsons quiz. Yes. I have to respond to a text real quick and okay. then I'm down to do yeah. it. All right, I'm ready to go. Okay. Um, so I Googled Ultimate Simpsons Quiz, and I'm just going to click on the first one. I don't know what this is. I mean, I, I looked at it last night just kind of like, okay, as long as it's not like super crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is from AbsurdTrivia.com, the Ultimate Simpsons Quiz. Um, it specifically lists difficulty as tough, 
but we'll see about that. Yeah, I feel like I've done some of these before, and sometimes I'm like, this is super easy, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm like, holy shit, this is very, very tough. It is worth noting, maybe the greatest time you, myself, and PJ have ever had at a bar trivia was we went to a bar on trivia night, and there was a whole round about Simpsons, like, secondary characters. And we killed it. We aced it. Greatest night of trivia I've ever had. Um, all right, shall we begin? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, question number one. What was Ned Flanders' wife's name? Maud. Didn't he get married to Edna Krabappel at some point, though? He did. The thing that's tough about here is that it lists both, but I'm going to pick Maud because Maud's in there. It's yeah. got to be Maud. Uh, where does Milhouse's... These are all multiple que- multiple choice. Okay. I guess um, if we get stuck, we can yeah. read through them. Where does Milhouse's dad work? Cracker factory that, until yeah. he gets fired because they don't... He's a single man and they don't know if they make... If single people eat crackers, and frankly, they don't want to know. <laughs> yep. So that's it. So good luck and so long, and he doesn't recall saying good luck, Josh. Mm-hmm. What seat do? What street do the Simpsons live on? Evergreen that Terrace. Evergreen Terrace. So far, not so tough. So far, not so tough. Uh, what is the name of Krusty the Clown's plane? Oh. We've got Midnight Flyer, Mile High. I, th- uh, I'm on a roller gay. It's I'm on a roller gay. That's what I was thinking it was. Which um, is the Enola gay was the, the plane that dropped the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. On the Bouvier family quilt, what does Marge's patch say? Uh, love will find a way. Keep on trucking. Like life is like a box of chocolates. Marge loves Homer. Number four ever. I don't think I've seen that episode. I have no idea. I want to say it's. I want to say it's keep on trucking, but I don't know why I think that. I think it's keep on trucking or Marge loves Homer number four ever. Cause those two are the most familiar to me. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. Does it give you episodes and stuff after you answer it? No, it's, it's, it's pick one and then submit at the end. Mm. I'm going to, I have no idea. I'm going to pick Marge loves Homer forever. That's, that seems right. Uh, what is Bart's treasured childhood toy named? Winnie the Poop, Mr. Honeybunny, Myrtle the Turtle, or Radioactive Man? It can't. They can't be asking about Radioactive Man. I know. I want to. I feel I like he's just got a crusty doll in the seasons I've seen. I I want to say it's Mr. Honeybunny. Give it. Give it a shot, Mr. Honeybunny. Because there's I I can I I can think of like. Bart holding a torn up Mr. Honeybunny saying, Mr. Honeybunny. But I might just be making that up in my head. Uh, it sounds real. Oh, is it not? It's giving you the answers at the end? Yeah. Oh, I see. So we'll How find many out. questions is it? Uh, 19. Okay. We are on eight. Great. So, oh, no, we're on seven. How much does Bart sell his soul to Millhouse for? Four, five, ten, or eight dollars? That's what I'm going to say. I think it's five. I feel like it's five or eight. I don't remember, but it's probably five. Um, When Bart falls in love with Jessica Lovejoy, she makes him pull the school fire alarm. Groundskeeper Willie runs back into the school for what? The class hamster super dude, the wee turtles, Ralph Wiggum, or his bagpipes. Pretty sure it's the turtles. It is the turtles because they bite the turtles. Yeah. They bite him. Yeah. Who tells Ralph Wiggum to burn things? A leprechaun. That's where he tells me to burn things. <laughs> that 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 is a 
quote that is like burned in my brain. Wow. I loved it as a kid. There was a time when Ralph Wiggum was like my absolute favorite character. And I would just look up Ralph Wiggum quotes at home. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the episode Das Bus, what country did Bart represent in the model UN club? Libya? It's an option here. I, so I'm pretty sure it's Libya. All right. When Mo has plastic surgery to alter his face, he gets the lead role on a soap opera playing who? And I want to say it's this first one, Dr. Tad Winslow. We've also got Father McGrath, Tom Sexington, or Jonathan Ridges. Boy, I have no idea. All right. I want to say it's Tad Winslow. That sounds familiar. Okay, go for it. And what was the name of the soap opera Mo appeared on? We've got Forever Wins, Bouquets and Betrayals, It Never Ends, and Search for the Sun. I feel like it was called It Never Ends. Okay. I'll take it. What was the name on Homer's fake ID he used to buy beer when he was 17? John Stuckey, Michael McQueen, Ben Stevenson, or Brian McGee? It was Brian McGee. Who did Marge have a crush on when she was Lisa's age? Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr. How many brothers does Dr. Hibbert have? None, one, two, or three? One? Okay. I don't know. I was going to say four because I thought Dr. Hibbert had a Jackson 5 joke. Oh, but, could be. But that's not an option. Oh. It's zero, one, two, or three. That's the problem with quizzes like this. I feel like sometimes they, well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll go with one. Sure. That's just shot in the dark, honestly. Um, Homer always thought he knew where his mother was buried. Whose grave was it really? Walt Whitman's. There it is. Who ran over Snowball 1? We got Dr. Hibbert, Cletus, Homer, or Mayor Quimby. It's got to be... Oh, it's Mayor Quimby, I think. Hmm? All right. Pretty I don't sure. remember that. In which of the following movies did Troy McClure not star in? Mm. Alice the Groovy Mule... Calling All Quakers, The Decapitation of Larry Leadfoot, or Dig Your Own Grave and Save. This is a tough one. I think Dig Your Own Grave and Save. You think that's not correct? Okay. We'll go with that. Um, and then last question. How many teeth does Bart have? 16 permanent, 16 baby. 8 permanent, 16 baby. 16 permanent, 9 baby. Or 16 permanent, 8 baby. I have no idea. I don't either. I don't All even those know what, just flew out of my head. I, I don't also don't even know anything. what episode this would be from. Let's just do B, whatever B was. 8 permanent, 16 baby. This has to be from the episode where Lisa goes to the dentist. Bart didn't go to the dentist in that, did he? I don't think so. I don't well, remember. Let's find out our answers. Honestly, not too tough. No, I mean, I feel like the one... Well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, let's see. So... We'll just go to the ones that we got wrong. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So we got the Bouvier family quilt one wrong. My other answer was correct. It's keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. Um, I don't think I've seen that episode. Oh, I don't remember. I remember there being a quilt. Hmm. Uh, Cause I think that was an episode that Marge's mom was on. I don't really, eh, it's pretty, I don't know. I just know I've seen keep on trucking somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get uh, Mr. Honeybunny correct. Okay, wow. Uh, ooh, yep. Bart sold his soul for $5. Classic. Uh, it was Libya, and it was Dr. Tad Winslow, and it was It Never Ends. Wow. We're, we're good at tag this. Tag team. Um, 
Oh, shit. Okay. It was not Ringo Starr. The answer was Bobby Sherman. Oh, that's right. I was thinking of the one where she paints Ringo Starr, but I remember that she tells I Lisa. also remember Ringo Starr. Yeah. Is Bobby Sherman famous? I don't know who he is. I'm going to look up Bobby. Or is it just like a name of a person that she liked? Oh, oh, it gives you a little a little bit of like uh, extra context. Marge had a crush on Ringo Starr when she was in high school, not when she was eight. Um, oh, oh, Bobby Sherman was a American singer. I guess that's why Lisa laughs. Hmm. Cause I remember that she says Bobby Sherman and then laughs. And I'm, I think even until just now I thought I was like, is that just a funny name? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It didn't occur to me that that was a famous person. Who knows? Uh, we got Dr. Hibbert's brothers wrong. Of course. I have no idea about that one. My backup answer was two because I thought three was just a nice round number. But I'm now that I'm reading, uh, the little blip at the end. I I don't know. One of his brothers is Bleeding Gums Murphy. I don't ever remember that being established. Oh, I feel like that's established when they're in the hospital, maybe. Really? But I don't know. I haven't seen that episode in a long time. Um, and his other brother is a long lost brother who runs the Shelby Shelbyville Orphanage. Yeah, I definitely have not seen that episode. Um, we got the Troy McClure one wrong. The answer was Alice the Groovy Mule. Really? I swear. Troy I McClure starred in Gladys the Groovy Mule, not Alice. What the fuck? I can't believe that's how they did a freaking gotcha. Uh, and then the stupid teeth question, the answer is the opposite of what we chose. 16 permanent, 8 baby. Overall, made it pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, a stupid gotcha question. I know. 74%. That's a C, baby. We passed. We passed. Right down the middle. Um... Honestly, not that bad of a quiz. Yeah, not too hard. There, there I thought some. that quiz was pretty cromulent. <laughs> I wish that we had read all the answers through to that Marge Simpson crush one because I could have gotten that one. I just got, I, I shot my load prematurely. <laughs> he sure did. With Ringo Starr. Yeah, well, he does that to everyone. <laughs> this is our episode on The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, a long-awaited one for the two of us. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it's like for our audience, but... Hopefully you liked it. Hopefully you liked it. We love this show. <laughs> just us saying lines to you. It's just saying lines from The Simpsons. Just way worse. <laughs> <laughs> than just watching the actual episode. Uh -huh. But maybe this prompts you to watch the episode. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If you have fond memories of this show yourself, you can send those to us on Instagram and Twitter at NES underscore pod. Or you can send us an email, nostalgicsystempodcast at gmail.com. And of course, support for the show can be given on Patreon, patreon.com slash NES underscore pod, where every week you get some extra stuff. You get stuff every week, baby. Every week. Every week. Uh, Paul, is there anything uh, to plug? Uh, well, as you know, Josh, if you want me to plug something for you, you can email me at paulplugs4u at gmail.com. That's P-A-U-L-P-L-U-G-S number four, letter U, at gmail.com. And nope, nothing this week. Great. Only email in that inbox is from former guest Brendan Casey that says, plug my butt, dirty daddy. Which we did. And I'm doing it again. Oh, yeah, two plugs. Mm -hmm. um, I got nothing. So with that, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. And thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. 
You can find them on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon, R-A-Y-K-E-R. Paul, next week's episode is... We're talking candy once again with our resident candy expert. Ooh, baby. It's candy time. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Nostalgia Entertainment System, brought to you by listeners like Joe. Shh.